Good morning, JCC. Long time no see. It's amazing and it's crazy how that we are connecting this way. I've meant to visit you guys uh, last year, but COVID-19 prevented it from happening. But well, God has it that I'm still able to share with you this morning. And then through the blessing of technology, we are able to connect again. Well, COVID-19 has been crazy, hasn't it? Church has changed, the doors are locked, and um, we're slowly getting back to a little bit of a normal, a new normal. I hope all of, you, all of you guys are doing okay over there. I hope that you're taking care of yourself and those around you. Before I start sharing today, I would like to invite you to bow your heads and pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for technology. We thank you for the blessing of the world community, of the church that's everywhere, that Lord, we can still come together to support one another, share one another, even though we're separated by such a vast amount of distance. So Lord, may you bless us this morning as we open your word and we seek your heart. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, the title of my sermon today is called Dream Big and is based upon the scripture found in John 20, 21, and I would like to read it to you. In John 20, 21, it says, Jesus said to them, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And I think this is a verse, a passage that's appropriate today. For the Lord of peace wants to come among his people. And his main objective is to send us out there, as he himself has been sent by the Father. You know, when I was younger, I loved going to this place. It's no longer in existence. They tore it down, um, called the Kalang Stadium. Singapore, we call it the National Singapore Stadium, but it's the Kalang Stadium. And that place, the capacity of that stadium is 55,000 people. And I will always go there to watch football matches. And uh, whenever Singapore played against some of the Malaysian teams, as we belonged to that league last time, or the Southeast Asian games that we will play against Indonesia or Malaysia, and I'll go there and I'll support them. And the atmosphere is electric. And I love being among the people and just cheering the team on. And I just like, I, I would cheer as though I am playing as one of the players. And I'll criticize the players and say, why isn't he doing that? He should have done that. Or wow, he's so lousy. You know, it's crazy. It's as though I'm better than them, which I know I am not today. But the thing is, in that midst of all that, there was also another thing that used to happen that once in a long while, back then it was allowed, when a foreign preacher will come. I remember Billy Graham came once and he packed the entire stadium. Imagine being a part of that, 55,000 Christians gathered in one place. And I remember as a young person sitting there like, wow, what if my church is this big? What if my church is able to fill an entire stadium? Well, eventually, um, we kind of managed to do that. Um, not 55,000, but we invited Pastor Mark Finley to Singapore and we used a place called Suntech City. Suntech City is a major uh, hub of where conventions happen downtown in Singapore, for those of you who know where it is. So we, we managed to book the halls and invited about 2,000 people there. By the way, 
the Suntech City, that five building with the ring in the middle, was built by my secondary school classmate's dad. And I know the history be behind the feng shui of that place and it's highly uh, superstitious, but we managed to go use this place for our evangelistic meeting. In fact, one of the biggest church in Singapore uses that space. So God has his plans and contrary to what people think. But man, so 2,000 people gathered in Suntech City was the most number of Adventists ever gathered in one space in Singapore that I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, man, we've made it. We've made it. We've able to collect and gather so many people in one space to preach the gospel. But how big is big? You know, 2,000 compared to 55,000, that's not very big. And for my church, when I first came to my church here in Singapore, ASDAG, my church was not very big. It was less than 100 people. And, and I came here and the building's not very big. And I'm like, what do I want to do? And I told God, I said, God, I want to use this space for your glory. I want to share the gospel from this spot. And I want to fill this auditorium up. So me and my deacons and my elders, we came one day and we, we put in as many chairs as we could pack the auditorium with. And we, we counted and we counted and, and we figured out that the maximum number of people we could pack in that auditorium was 176 people. But when you put 176 people in the auditorium, they no longer are people. They're sardines. <laughs> so we're like, that was my goal. I told God, you know, I'm going to give 10 years of my time to Singapore, to this church, which, by the way, I didn't expect to be placed in. I said, God, we have less than 100 people here now. I want to fill this space for you. And so eventually, with the work of the entire team, the elders, the deacons, the ministry leaders, God blessed. And in five years' time, we managed to hit 160, 170 average number of worshipers every single Sabbath. How big is big? And then COVID happened. You know, COVID happened and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're not even allowed to come to the building. I'm sure it's the same over for you guys over there in Jakarta. I remember you guys meeting in that, that space in the hotel, Pacific Hotel, I think, and, and you packed it up, right? I believe that before you started, it was not as packed, and then you brought people in, you bring others in, you invited your friends, your neighbors, and then you packed that space down. And that's what we did here. And that space was packed, and all of a sudden, we're not allowed together. All of a sudden, that space is empty. While... Thank God that we were still allowed to come into the building to live stream our sermons as what maybe you guys are, are, are worshipping through right now, still in Jakarta. Um, and, but it was so sad. I was sitting in a pulpit and I had my amazing AV guy, my elder, Kelly Ho, he was there. I looked at him, he looked at me and we we're like, this is church? But then we started broadcasting the sermon and, and funnily, I started to notice that yes, my regular members were good or were all tuning in for the service. We, we counted and probably we have about the same number of people tuning in. But then as the Sabbath went, we had more and more people joining into the live stream more than ever before. And then, and then suddenly we realized that there were people joining from the United States, from Australia, from Indonesia, from Malaysia, from Hong Kong, from Taiwan. We were able to expand our influence beyond what we've imagined. But then, um, 
in my heart, to be honest, I was still hoping that I could gather the church back in the way that I used to gather. Gather the church and worship together, 176 of us in that one room to, to, to praise God. Even though online I may have a wider, wider influence, I still feel I wanted the physical presence. But then through last year, through 2020, as I thought through what is church, because we were in the restriction and we can't gather physically, I was asking God, God, why is this happening? What is church? God began to show me, and I, like, I would like to share with you what God has impressed upon my heart today. You know, the total number of average attendees in all our seven Adventist churches in Singapore before COVID-19 averaged about 1,300 people. 1,300 people every Sabbath. Uh, that's about half of the number or slightly less than half of the number that we have on the books. And we gather week after week. And the sad thing is, I, I remember one year they were making a statistic report and I realized that from 10 years ago until recently, the movement, the changes in number hasn't been that much. We went from, yeah, 1,200 to about 1,300. But that's like, what? A hundred people in 10 years. But still, I'm not complaining. I'm praising God for that. But, you know, is I looked at it and go like, is that all what God wants me to do? Is that all God has desire for us as a church? And I like, no, I want to pack this church. I double it. And I, but is there something more? And and how is it that God has shut down the church over 2020? And then God began to show me. He asked me, he said, hey, James, hey, James, how many people are there in Singapore? Well, according to the, the research, the statistic for last year, 2020, there were 5.69 million people in Singapore. The goal is for 7 million, but we haven't reached that yet. It's about 5.69 million people in Singapore. And that's how many people we have. And I, th I thought about it. Man, 1,300 compared to 5.69 million, I won't be able to reach everybody. I'm not even fulfilling my job in 798 Thompson Road in Singapore. I only have 176. That's not a lot, God. And then combine all our people together, 1,300. Yes, for Mark Finley's evangelistic meeting, we got 2,000, but 5.6 million people. That's not a lot. And then, and then on top of that, in 2020, God locked the doors of the church or God allowed it to happen. And so I thought through and I, and I took out a map of Singapore and I, I placed ASDAC on it and I look at it and I go, wow, that's where I am and compared to the whole place. And then I started placing different churches, the all seven churches we have in Singapore all over the map. And I noticed one thing, if Singapore is like a potato, we are all located at the center and southern part of it, except for one church in the west. Um, but we're all located near each other. In fact, from my church to the two other Adventist church in Singapore is about five to ten minutes drive. And that's it. I'll be at two other churches. We're all congregated together because when we first started planting churches in Singapore back in the 1900s, um, this is where people live. And so we planted churches where people live. And so naturally, all the churches were close to each other. But if you look at the population of Singapore, you look at the 5.69 million people living in Singapore, they're located all, most of them, in the north, the extreme west, and the northeast. 
And if you overlay where our Adventist churches are located in and where most of the Singaporeans live, we actually do not overlap. We're so far away from them. And we actually asked my church members, like before COVID, everybody commutes to church. That's crazy. And God was showing me that that's not how I want you to function as my church. And COVID actually forced the church back home. Now, church is no longer located in 798 Thompson Road, but located in every apartment, HDB blocks, houses that they live in. And they all tune in to church via the live stream. And then it struck me, God is allowing COVID to help me dream bigger. Because my dream was stuck at 176. My dream was stuck by the size of my building. My dream was restricted by my small imagination. And God says, I want you, James, and your church to dream big. Because I didn't just put you guys here together, together, have a happy Sabbath and then go home. I put you in Singapore to invade the country with my presence. God sent us as the Father has sent Him. He never once said, let us gather together, come together. In fact, if you observe the history of the early church, Jesus says, wait, but he never says, stay. He says, wait, and then go. He sent them out to Judea, Samaria, and the regions beyond. And in fact, the first place where people were called Christians was not Jerusalem, but a faraway Gentile town, Roman town, called Antioch. So God is challenging James, and, and you know, I, I was thinking through this and I'm, I'm also taking my doctorate. I can't fly to the U.S. for it. So I was online and I was complaining. I can't fly over for my classes. I have to take classes from 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day for, for a couple of weeks, every, every few months. I was just talk, talking to my prof. And my prof looked at me and said, James, what are you complaining about? I'm like, but boss, my work, my ministry has been restricted. Not boss, I think prof, right? Then my ministry have been restricted. And he goes, no, you're not. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, James, I've been to Singapore four times. He's been here four times. And says, I know you live in those apartments, the HDB blocks, we call it here. And he says, how many units of, are there in one block? And I, the average is about 108. I did a little research, of course, to clarify. I thought it was about 100. Then I went online and found out it was about 108 units Every, in every single block, in average. And he says, let's say, how many people live in each of these units? I said, well, for Singapore, the average is about three people. There's about three people in each of these units. And he says, there you go. I said, what do you mean? He says, within walking distance, less than 100 meters, you have 324 people you can reach out to that's almost double of the size of your church. And I'm like, you're right. And he says, man, I know your HDB blocks. One block is not very far from another. He says, what can you do in about 10, 10 minutes walk? I said, well, I can at least cover three other blocks within 10 minutes or even more. And he says, there you go, James. You have 972 
people within 10 minutes walk, James? Have they heard the gospel? Have you reached out to them? And I realized I haven't. So what I've been doing is I've been focused on this place, my church, ASDAC, and I've been trying to invite strangers into this building, trying to pull people from everywhere else, put advertisement on Facebook, marketing on Instagram, walk the region, and try to bring people to this place with special health programs, social programs. But I've neglected the 972 people who live right next to me. And he says, James, my prof said, he said, you know what? It would take me at least a month to reach 972 people if I drive. You don't know the blessing and the influence you have that God has placed you in. And I'm like, that's huge. And that's just one household. So I took his word to heart. In fact, that's what I've been trying to do. I, I've been trying to let my entire block know that I'm a pastor. If I moved in, when I first moved in five years ago to where I'm living now, I bought the place I moved in. Uh, I made it a point to say hi to everyone I see in the lift. And you must understand that's not very Singaporean. And so I'll go, good morning. And they'll be like, and they must be thinking, you're right, man. Are you crazy? And I'm like, and I kept going. I'm thick skinned. I'm like, I kept going. I said, good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi. And yes, after five years, see, my block is divided into three different columns. There's column A, B, and C. And every floor, there's like two households to four households in one column. And yes, after five years, I've managed to speak to everybody in my column. And most of them know that I'm a pastor. But there's still two more columns that I have yet to work on. In fact, now they only know I'm a pastor, but I've not had the opportunity to serve them or to share the gospel with them. I've not intentionally tried to minister to them. But my prof reminded me that that is my mission field. God, through my prof and through my reading and through COVID, has reminded me to dream bigger than I've ever dared to dream. See, I always thought, man, the size of the church is restricted by the land we can buy, the building we have, and that's all the way we can fit in. And that's about it. There's, there's nothing more we can do. But God says, no, no, no. Make your home church. And that's what COVID-19 did. In fact, make every household in your block, in your area, the church. You will never run out of space. And I realized that I've been dreaming too small. Let's turn to Luke 19, verse 10. I'd like to share with you what God has shown me about his heart. In Luke 19, verse 10, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. See, God is here on a mission. He, he, he used a verb, seek, to describe what he's here for. He never ever says, come, gather, but he says, go, scatter. And he's telling his church that COVID-19 is a reminder that we've for too long, we've tried to stay in the building and have neglected to go out of the building. And for the longest time, we've neglected those who are just in within our immediate influence. God is saying, dream bigger. There's 5.69 million, but each individual household can reach a thousand people if you want to. I have 176 members in ASDAQ or attendee worshippers. And let's say 10% of that, they are faithful. Let's say 20 people are faithful. 
I can reach 20,000 people through these 20 individuals. That's more than I can ever imagine or dream about. And God says dream big because you have more people willing to step up than you think and believe. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. The Son of Man didn't come for worship services. The Son of Man didn't come for social gatherings. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. You know what? Jakarta is a beautiful place. My sister-in-law is from Jakarta. I, I wish to, to visit it again. I didn't get a chance to really immerse myself in, in your city. But I would love to. And until COVID-19 is over, we're going to do this. But I will visit when this is over. But I'd just like to share a little stats with you. See, in Singapore, we have 5.69 million people. But I can reach 20,000 with just my church if I want to and more if we're willing and I have faith to believe in that. You guys in Jakarta, just Jakarta, have 10.56 million people. 10.56. That's almost double the number of people in Singapore. But I'd like to share with you the next stat. The total land mass, the total land mass, you know, of Jakarta is 661.5 kilometers square. Okay? 661.5 kilometers square for 10.5 million people. In Singapore, we have 728 kilometers square for 5.69 million people. You have 100 kilometers square less space, but twice the number of people. You know what that's saying to you? Let me give you a little stats on the, the, the density of people. That means in Singapore, we have 7,810 people within one kilometer square. 7,810 people living within one kilometer square. That's not a very big space. But in Jakarta, in Jakarta, you guys have 16,262 people living within one kilometer square. Guys, we've neglected the people that God has put immediately beside us and commuted to a faraway place for church. God wants to turn our household where we live, eat, play into His church. Where you spend most of your time in, into His church. Maybe you are working from home and that He wants to convert into the church. And when you're working in the office, in your shops, He wants to turn it into His church. There's 16,262 people in one kilometer square in Jakarta. How big is big, guys? JCC, God has definitely given you a bigger purpose and mission than He's given to us in Singapore. Each individual of you have the potential. If I can reach a thousand people in a single household, you guys can reach at least 2,000 people within a hundred meter space per household. 2,000. Imagine how big is big. 
Do you find that you're bored with church? You're burdened with the duties? You're burnt out by the responsibility or bogged down by the ministry? If you feel bored, burdened, burnt out and bogged down, it's because we're doing church wrong. I'm not saying that we're not going to gather together to worship together. But what I'm saying that that is not the primary goal that God has given to the church. That is a time where we celebrate the work that we've been doing in the week. What have we been doing in the week? What are we doing in our schools? What are we doing in our workplace? What are we doing in the, our houses that we live in? What are we doing? If we're not doing anything, then there's nothing for us to celebrate when we come together on the Sabbath. So JCC, how big is big? I have four dreams to share with you and I hope that you embark on this dream. We're not daydreaming, we're dreaming about a reality that God wants to fulfill. I believe dreams are about goals in increment. Little goal that we accomplish every day will help us fulfill the dream. I'm dreaming that all of us will make use of every day, not just the Sabbath, to do the work of God, to embark on the mission of God as missionary for Him each and every day. I'm dreaming that everywhere we go, be it our homes, our families' homes, our workplace, our schools, the shopping center, our hobbies, whatever you're allowed to embark on during this COVID-19, the space that you spend your time in, everywhere you go, you will be a missionary for God on His mission. And I'm dreaming that every opportunity you get, you will be a missionary on mission for God. See, the opportunity comes to us, but most of the time as missionaries, we're not aware that we're missionaries. So we're not ready, we're not prepared, and we missed the opportunity God has for us. So I, I hope that you dream with me. You accept God's call that He'll send us out for every opportunity that we have out there. And finally, I dream that everyone in JCC will participate in this wonderful and awesome work God has given to you and me. You know, so four dreams is I'm dreaming that every day we'll do it, everywhere we'll do it, every opportunity we'll do it, and everyone will participate in it. I'd like to share with you a story of the mountain man. His name is Dashrath Manji. And this guy had a very sad story about an amazing ending. And it, it reminds us about how one person can change everything. So his wife was working on the mountain. He lived in a remote village and his wife was working on a mountain. And unfortunately, she, she got injured and the nearest hospital was 55 kilometers away, 55 kilometers away. And so by the time he managed to get the wife down from the mountain, go round the mountain, across the mountain, and to the hospital, his wife died. And so Dasrath said, I'm going to change this, change this. I'm going to do something about this problem. And so for the next 22 years, with a hammer and a chisel, he says, I'm going to chisel a path through this mountain that's blocking our village from the nearest hospital. 22 years, Dastras chipped away at the mountain. And people think, Dastras, you crazy. That's not possible. But he didn't, he didn't give up. He didn't lose heart. He kept chiseling away. And eventually, people bought into his crazy idea. They bought him instrument. They bought him the tools that he need. They cheered him on. They brought him food. And for 22 years, every single day, Dastras chiseled through this mountain that eventually... Eventually, 
the 55-kilometer route became a straight and direct 15-kilometer route through the mountain from his remote village to the hospital. And in fact, today, because of his work and how he's inspired so many people, the government came in and then made it even better. And now it's only one kilometer from his village to the nearest hospital. And because of that, his village boomed and exploded and, and, and became not just a remote village anymore and became a modernized town. One man, 22 years, don't think that you as an individual can't do anything. If a man with a hammer and a chisel can chisel through a mountain, what more can we do with the almighty Yahweh on our side? What more can we do with God and His infinite power on our side? What more can we do with the Holy Spirit working with us, through us, and with us? JCC, God has a huge dream for you, a dream bigger than you have ever imagined. And he's waiting for you to say yes. So this morning, JCC, I'm going to ask you, are you going to say yes to the mission that God has given to you? Don't let COVID beat you down. Don't think because you cannot gather together that you're no longer the church. The church has invaded Jakarta.